Da 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 da! You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Brian Gill, what's the movie of the week this week? This week, the movie, uh, if you if you want to call it a movie, the movie of the week is Adam Sandler's Pixels. We're really excited about it, as you can tell, dear listener. <laughs> I have a, a little bit of a feeling about this, and this is something annual now on the show. This is going to be the annual "What the heck are we even doing anymore?" conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? this one made me question this chosen hobby of ours. Do you think anybody would be mad at us if we just came on and said, uh, "Brian Gill, what, uh, what movie are we watching?" This week's movie of the week is Pixels. Uh, F F F. Okay, <laughs> see you guys next week, and just just ended it there. Like, what would our listeners look like that week? Well, there's a lot of Fs I'm holding back anyway, but. Um, <laughs> But I think we would get sympathy from people on that. I mean, the fact that we had to sit through minutes minutes of this movie, uh, in my case, is is punishment for, for crimes that I don't even think have been invented yet. One of my favorite parts about the show, though, is the slow burn of the show, of the format of the show. And so sometimes we'll do over an hour on even the most mundane uh, crap movies, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... And the people that come into the show, you know, maybe a new listener, maybe somebody who who really liked the movie that we're reviewing that week, and us just chipping away at it, just yeah. <laughs> minute by minute, at their love for these these films. And it's going to be one like that tonight. Yeah, this know. really made me wonder I why I love Blended so much. <laughs> <laughs> it made me question my love of Blended. Speak for yourself. Still haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I already love it. So yeah, I don't know if we've talked Sandler on the show, have we? When's the last Sandler movie? Uh, we did do that seven-hour marathon episode on the Cobbler. Yeah, <laughs> but not since then. Where we live watched it three times back to back to back. <laughs> yeah, but oh. iTunes just wouldn't let us upload it. It's weird. I really don't think we've done a Sandler. I don't think we have affair. either. I don't know why we would have. To be honest, that's yeah. Nice. Blended was the last one he did in the theaters. I think that was the only one that came out uh, while we grown were grown ups too. Grown ups too. We didn't grown do that either. That. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how we missed that. It's tough. it's tough being Sandler these days, guys. I can't wait for our Sandler conversation, and that's going to surround this whole review of Pixels, uh, because I'll be the first to admit we had these this talk earlier this year. Even on the show, we had the Pixels trailer talk when the when the trailer came out, and there was seemed to be positive vibes, or at least positive. You you think the world would accept this? Uh, you know, I saw dollar signs right when I saw the trailer. I was like, okay, that's gonna suck, but it's gonna be huge, you know. Right. And man, could I have been more wrong? <laughs> you were half right. It did suck. Yeah, you're correct. And uh, yeah, very disappointing box office, and I'm going to talk about why that is too. So I'm excited to. I, I like to talk the business of these things too, not a, not only the can the I, suckiness. Uh, can I give you guys a, a Rotten Tomato gross score for our for our friend Adam Sandler? Can I? Uh, can well, I? Well, I will. I will. You want to hold that? Yeah, I will steal a line from our friend Rob Fee. Yes, totally. Who? who brought to our attention last week that if you take 
the last seven movies from Kevin James <laughs> and combine them on Rotten Tomatoes, they yeah. still don't equal 100%. So. Wow. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. I'm glad. That, like, it makes me feel good as a critic because I have hated Kevin James for about 15 years. Same. And this yeah. is someone who lacked. Like, I see value in something like Everyone Loves Raymond. It's not just that I like hate. You mean cheesy... King of Queens? No, I no no. That's oh. my point. Like, I hated King of Queens, and that's not as some like cool pretentious hipster that hates like the the classic sitcom. I I see value in shows like Raymond that do it right. Uh-huh. I've always thought King of Queens was terrible. I think he's I terrible, and now I'm glad that, that show the- should have just been Jerry Stiller and Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like they're they're the, yeah. way better than the two leads. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So you know it's good. In that same vein, uh, if you go through and you look at Adam Sandler's Rotten Tomatoes, if you take out top five because he wasn't really in top five. I mean, that's just basically a cameo. I think you have to throw that out. Mm-hmm. The last fresh movie that he did was Funny People in 2009. He's been a part of 13 movies since 2009. <laughs> Holy crap. Which is amazing. That's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> the, a, the, combi- the average Rotten Tomato score of those 13 films. Anybody care to take a guess? Average? I'll go. Yeah, here, here's, here's what we're looking at, okay? okay? Grown Ups, Zookeeper, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, uh, I, you know what? I counted Bucky Larson in this, so I'm going to have to remove that because he wasn't actually in it. Uh, Hotel Transylvania, That's My Boy, Grown Ups 2, Blended, Men, Women, and Children, The Cobbler, and now Pixels. Y'all, y'all make your guesses. I'm going to redo my, my math here just to, to be sure. Double check. I'm going to go average score uh-huh. of yeah. 13%. Okay. Hmm. That was going to be my but, but you know what? That's my basketball Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is not even fresh on there. Nope. What's the what's that? Forty four. Forty four percent. That oh, is really? by far the high. I heard that. I've heard good things about that. So that's it's not why. terrible. Yeah. Uh, man, that's gonna it's gonna kick it up. Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go twenty two. Brian, final answer. Okay, Richard. Okay. Then I'm. I'm gonna go with my basketball number in high school and Kent's original guess, thirteen <laughs> percent. Okay. Let me do the math here. Give me a drum roll or something. When I went to Halton High, I'm not great at math. Little Christmas vacation joke yeah. there for you. And, uh, Seven, are you ready? Okay. Yes. 11 movies, once you take out the ones he wasn't actually totally a part of. You guessed what? 22 and 13%? Yes. Yeah. Right in the middle, guys. Great job. 17.36%. Wow. Wow. That's a lot lower than I that's, thought it would be. And that's with... That's with the, Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania. So if you remove that, it goes down to 14%. So. Wow. Put your abacus up now, Brian. <laughs> Did it's you guys like, hear it sliding back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you can go home and be like, you know what? I don't really don't even care. These suck because, you know what? Straight cash, homie. It's it's He can't even do that anymore because these are just flopping. Yeah. <laughs> There's no... The last few have been, I think Grown Ups makes a pretty big Grown Ups made yeah. a good chunk of money. Grown Ups 2 made a good chunk of money. Uh, Hotel Transylvania made good money. Just kids go like them. Made good like money. If yeah. they aim them towards kids. Blended, I know that. for a fact, Blended and Men, Women, Men, Women, and Children flopped. Yeah, yeah. That was so just did, last year. So did That's My Boy. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. My Boy was a huge flop. Uh, Men, Women, and Children doesn't even have a box office total on Rotten Tomatoes. So that didn't do so well. 
Uh, That's this, weird. That's really weird because that was Jason Reitman. Adam, mm-hmm. it looked like a decent idea, sort of a, a right. her a futuristic. Yeah. That's one you thing. can totally forgive him for. Like that's one that you do. You you take the yeah. opportunity oh, yeah. to do that movie. No question. And I'm just I can't believe it wasn't even talked. Like no one mentioned that movie. Yep. It, it was yep. just it's just man. It's worse it than Aloha. So hard early that uh, yeah, just didn't go anywhere. Man, it just gets worse. Gosh. After before funny people, he did bedtime stories, which is twenty five percent. Don't mess with the Zohan, which is thirty eight percent. Ugh, I Chuck and Larry was fourteen percent. I mean, it's just this is a lot of bad guys, man. Mm. Let's save our rest of our thoughts. I don't want yeah, this. I, to I be didn't just do such a great job. We, we got a little business to take care of before we before we dive wholeheartedly into pixels. <laughs> and uh, Richard, welcome back. What's up, guys? It's been I a while. A, I it had a great. Speaking of Hotel Transylvania, I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. You heard our you heard our episode. Good. Uh, people made it made me hear it. I I don't. As you guys know, I don't care for our show. I've made that very clear. Don't care for it. Right. But uh, it was made known to me that you guys talked about me being in Transylvania, and uh, yeah, great trip. I knew you'd like that joke. Remember, I, I remember one time we had a listener early on that corrected me because I thought Transylvania was in like Germany, like an idiot, and yeah, it's in Romania, yep. or yep. maybe that's backwards. I don't remember. Somewhere yeah. not in America, but it was a great trip. Did you? You went to Montana. Uh, by I went the way. to Montana. Did you run into American Treasure David Letterman while you were up there? No, <laughs> I did not. Uh, I did not see. I was. You need I to was find hunting. out where he exactly where he lives. I know I where he is. Kind of. He's about two hours from me when I'm up there. So he's through. There's a national park up in Montana called Glacier National Park, and it's glorious. If any of you have not been, I I, I well advise it. Um, but he's on the other side of Glacier National Park, so he's about two hours from me. Uh, but. I know like required to, by law. You need to day yeah. trip it up there and kind of Bill yeah. Murray and what about Bobbit and just kind yeah. of hang around town <laughs> like <gasps> Dr. Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> when you see him and I think uh, that sounds like a great plan. Get him on the show. Give him his vest. <laughs> well, what would he do if you just came up to him with a with a denim vest? <laughs> hey Mr. Letterman, I know. So it was a good trip. It was. It was nice little R and R, and I'm back and rejuvenated and ready to ready to party with my two best bros. You missed out on a fun Marvel slash Ant Man conversation last week with with Jason Davidson, but did you see Ant Man yet? I di- I have not seen it yet because we didn't do the episode on. I, I'm itching to because I think it'll be up my alley in terms of Marvel stuff. Yeah. So uh, I will. I. I promise uh, you it's actually on my list. I'm actually off next week on the uh, work front. And so I'll probably get to it next week and I will give you guys a full report. I I can actually recommend the 3d on, on that one. Okay. Thank um, you. I think you might want to give that a shot there. I I felt positive about the 3d experience that it actually oh. kind of enhanced the illusion. Th- that's surprising because, uh, well, I guess, yeah, the, the subject matter, I suppose, lends right. it to it, especially the quantum realm stuff or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay, cool. Because it, it was such a rushed production, I'm surprised that the 3D isn't terrible. But that's good to hear. Good to hear. I'll check it out. Exactly. Okay. Great. Great to have you back. Um, a little bit of movie news. Hey, too. hey we can Get all agree on. we hate Jason, right? And he's, <laughs> yeah. He'll never last be resort. 
Just okay. last. Just yeah. making sure. Okay. He's only been on the show like five times, but right. we literally begged Rob Fee, but yeah, didn't get it done. <laughs> they didn't make a mic um, capable of, of <laughs> <laughs> capable of capturing the frequency of his voice. So he had to delay. <laughs> we need to get Fee back on for real, though. Like for sure, we'll do, we'll do a Home yeah. Alone. We'll do Home Alone. We'll get him yeah. get him hooked up. So Ant Man did come in first last weekend. It beat pixels by seven hundred thousand dollars so less than a million dollars to remain number one at twenty four million seven hundred thousand dollars pretty weak weekend yeah unbelievable but i will say you also did have you had six films that did over ten million dollars so is it weak or is it just like really spread out there's not something dominating but there was a lot of money spent oh absolutely yeah First up for movie news, first bit I want to get to, speaking of box office, Jurassic World now third all-time wow. in wow. box office. I'm just yeah, one out for Furious 7. There is now three movies in the top six uh, of all time that came out this year. That's uh, insane. Age of Ultron is, is now at $1.3 billion. Furious 7 is $1.5, and Jurassic World now... 1.54 billion. It'll get to probably 1.7 or 8 before it's all Man. said or done. Remember if- last year when every article on the internet was about how uh, the box office success is ended and studios are in trouble and all that stuff? And we were just like, yeah. well, I think maybe just the movies right. sucked. Like, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Funny part is, is that the Furious 7 and Jurassic World are both universal. They're yes. just destroying. They are this banking. Year. Absolutely yeah. banking. And um, must be nice to be an executive there. I bet those Christmas bonuses will be pretty decent. <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. Still ranking at the top of the list is Avatar with 2.78 billion. Still In- over a billion, yeah. almost a billion and a half more than Jurassic World's at right now. That's- Enjoy the next four or five months, James Cameron, because it's, it's coming to an end this year. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll at least be a two billion. Two point yeah. seven. That's still. I think it's got it. I, I would be. I'm at the point where I'd be very surprised if it is not the highest. My only argument against that, and I agree, Brian. I've I've been you know pushing that bandwagon this uh, these past three years. My only argument against that is that there are people that already have preconceived Star Wars negativity. You know, sure. like Avatar was a new thing. No one knew what it was. So mm-hmm. a lot more people probably willing to give it a chance and people who have seen star Wars and didn't like it. Do you know sure. what I'm saying? So that sure. that's the only thing I can think that would work against it. That's but true, man. It's going to, it's going to make 300 million the first weekend. I'm not even playing. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even, not even exaggerating that. That's at the all. game. That like could, what does it, it could cost? Make that. 300 million to make. Isn't that the budget somewhere? Uh, up two, two, maybe two twenty. or okay, something. Let, let's factor in another 30 for marketing when it starts getting in. Will it make its budget back in three days? Worldwide? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I really Easily. do. Yeah. Easily crazy. worldwide. Domestically, nah, don't don't think. 200 million budget, Man. by the way. Yeah. Crazy. So it'll make that in the in And a great world. investment. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I say, all, I say all that to say, Jurassic World 2 has been confirmed the date June twenty second, two thousand and eighteen. We will see Jurassic World two. Oh, start my clock now. It's 
confirmed that Colin Trevorrow, the director, will not return. But uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard will be back. And Elizabeth Banks is direct. No. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's what I wanted to ask you. Who, I mean, who now? Uh, probably a year and a half away from principal photography, maybe a year away. Who do we think uh, could could step in here for the director of this franchise? This is obviously well, that, the biggest franchise in the world right now, <laughs> the box office wise. So, sure, Doug Elon maybe um, <laughs> be a good I, one. I think that this last, not that Trevor did a a bad job, but I I do kind of think this last go around proved that. It doesn't really matter. Uh, at some point, these will burn out, I think, much sooner than Star Wars or Marvel or anything like that. Uh, I, At some point, we'll get tired of them because it doesn't have the staying power, I don't think. I, I, maybe I'll be wrong, but I don't know that it's, it really matters all that much whether or not it's got a big-name, high-profile director or whether it's just a dude, you know? Uh, Did Spielberg just do this? Come that's on. what I was just going to say. That would be I was fun. Like, I'm on board Do you for think that, at this point when, I mean, this money made, Jurassic World made more money than any movie he's ever made by a landslide mm-hmm. already. Do you think he'd just be like, all right, it's mine anyway, so I'm just going to take this back. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for the positive buzz after The Lost World and JP3 <laughs> that he, you know, put pushed under the rug. I would love it if he came back. I think he's yeah. just got too much on his plate right now. Sure. He's committed to Ready Player One and yeah. Robo Apocalypse still isn't out and, mm-hmm. and you the know, Terminal what? Two. <laughs> <laughs> 1942. I mean it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Nineteen forty one. We never talk. No one ever talks that that movie. That <laughs> yeah, is weird. It's like it never existed. Yep. But we have Bob Zemeckis to thank for that one. Nobody comes to mind at the top of your head, Brian. Directors? Uh, no, I. You know, I, I like I said, I just don't think I like kept Colin Trevorrow quite a bit. I don't think he did a particularly good job directing that film, and I don't. In some ways, I don't know that it needs. A, I mean, yeah. we we all liked it. It was fine, but none of us ranted and raved about it. And I don't think any most critics didn't either. And it still made a gajillion dollars. So I, you know, totally. if it's dinosaurs a are hot, it doesn't at really this matter. Point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's directing a theme park ride, which is fine, but you don't have to have, like, A-level talent to do it. Yeah, exactly. It's like eating dinner at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. You know you're not going to get something great, but you're going to maybe uh, just get enough to fill your stomach. Yeah, it's wa- you're just wasting away. Again. Uh, do you think they hide every pitcher of salt there or whatever? Shaker of salt, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they hand out Hawaiian shirts and like if you're not wearing one, they kind of like open a it's thing? Just a the- really weird dress code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's required. But it's like at Trail Dust, yeah. like at Trail Dust Steakhouse where they'll cut <laughs> off your necktie because there's right. no, it's not a formal place. <laughs> I have been. Oh, wait, with you have to be. You literally have to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt to eat here, sir. Like we're <laughs> gonna have I've to been, ask you to leave. I've been to I think two Margaritavilles. Don't ask, but one of them, the one I remember was in Las Vegas. And it has my boss knows, and this is like a veteran tip in Las Vegas. If any of you listeners are going soon and you're of the uh, people watching persuasion, the the Margaritaville on the strip has this little like loft balcony that is like the best people watching. You just watch droves of people go by. And in Vegas, that's very fun. 
So we went there one night and did that for a while. And I realized that they literally play just different live versions of the song Margaritaville (laughs) at all times. How would you like to work there? I know. That's all I can think about. It's like, and it comes on. It's like June 7th, 1988, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, gosh. They're all the same. All night long, it was brutal. Oh, yeah, but the people here, I've worked can, here seven can, years, and I've been I've basically heard Margaritaville <laughs> on loop for seven years. <laughs> so, like, if you go, it's good to spend an hour there because the people watching is fantastic, and it's a great view of just the idiocracy of it all. But you you can't stay more than forty five minutes or an hour, or you're gonna want to die. Wow. This has been Buffalo. Glad, glad I <laughs> glad I'm not going to go there anytime soon. Do you think they have an all you can eat Jimmy Buffett there? Ah, I see what you did there. You think he works there just <laughs> when he's not touring? Like no. he, needs, he needs the cash. He is yeah. not a, 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 gent, a, a pleasant gentleman from all accounts that I've heard. The different the different uh, web forums about yeah, Jimmy Buffett I've, that you get on. You got a lot of a lot of Jimmy Buffett forums yeah. out there. Yeah, most of the uh, <laughs> the Reddit. Subreddits. <laughs> what are what is his the pineapples? What does he call his the parrot heads? Parrot heads. Yeah. Parrot heads. Forums. I'm on. Not not a fan <laughs> of. Uh, it's it's the anti parrot head. It's oh, we're really okay. juggalos, but um, <laughs> but all we do is focus there's a our new uh, piece in the Observer. Uh, I don't know if I sent it to you guys. If I haven't, I will. The Dallas Observer, which is our alternative uh, newspaper here in the in the Plex, has uh, sent a. Uh, correspondent to Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, man. I've always wanted the, to go to that. They're just reporting live from it, and it's awesome. Lord. I want to ask you all about one more thing before we talk. More Juggalo talk? <laughs> How awesome would it be to book a show with ICP and Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> just Juggalos and Parrot Heads in one venue. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Get them angry and spray them yes. with water and stuff. Just and inside a riot. Just see what, <laughs> what comes of it. Yeah. Um, there can only be one of you. What Decide. I want, what I wanted to ask about is the Revenant trailer. Oh, yeah. That has dropped. We, we haven't talked about it on the show. People have been tweeting us and things, asking our opinions on it. Um, my opinion is the best picture favorite, according to the trailer. Um. Yeah, and your E2 is the one to beat, obviously, because of Birdman last year. And and everybody on Earth seems to be pulling for Leo to win an Oscar. We just want to so, see something go right for that guy. Yeah, poor guy. Exactly. He's ugly. He uh, <laughs> hasn't ever been in a popular movie. I mean, it's it's been tough for him. We really we, should be rooting for him. I've heard some some stories about the the production of this this film, too. The... Uh, struggles that they've had to find snow because this movie takes place entirely in winter. And unlike Tarantino, who when shooting the hateful eight said, man, we have plenty of snow. Didn't have that problem. But he said in your E2, just, I mean, it was a nightmare just trying to do these locations and everything. They're like so, shooting again right now. And like, South yeah, I, I, yeah, I've heard like they, they might not be done shooting until seriously, <laughs> like a couple weeks before the movie comes out. So I'm man, I'm really excited for this one. This has jumped into the top three of the year for me, anticipation wise. Uh, my number one is still Star Wars, and I'm really excited about the Steve Jobs movies too. I don't know, mm. I just I've had that one circled since the book, and um, yeah, just interested to see Fastbender and and Seth Rogen and all, and awesome. I'm gonna circle that one, and and so that's jumped jumped up there for me. Brian, what did you think of the trailer? 
I think the trailer is fantastic. So, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, we joke, but I, I, I love. I do love DiCaprio. I think he's obviously he's one of the most talented actors of the of the generation, possibly the most talented. If you want to get right, right down to it, uh, and I just think he does. I think he does interesting work pretty much every time out, or at least every time out the last yeah. ten years or so. You know. Yep. Um, even if you don't like. There, there. I'm sure there. If I looked at his IMDb, there are movies that I don't love in his collection, like The Great Gatsby and and others. But I always think he is very compelling, and he does very interesting stuff. And uh, and I, I think he's a guy who kind of challenges himself as well. So, man, it looks that looks awesome. I left it off my top ten most anticipated list that I put up on uh, on the Mad About Movies podcast website a few a couple weeks ago. Simply because I hadn't seen a trailer for it, and I don't like to. I I've been proven wrong in that situation in the past. You know, when I write that column, and then the, the first trailer drops a week later, and you're like, "Oh goodness, that looks terrible." Uh, that's so I just kind of protect myself on that. If I could redo it today, it would be, I don't know, top probably top three for sure. I mean, nothing's going to top Star Wars, but that looks it looks amazing. Just looks amazing. Yeah, I had circled this one. Since a little bit before Birdman came out, uh, mm-hmm. because this is another partnership between Inuri Two and Emmanuel Lubeski, the cinematographer who shot Birdman and and has won the Oscar three years in a row for cinematography or two years with Gravity and uh, and oh, Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to win it again <laughs> this year from the looks of things. Uh, but man, anytime those guys get together, you got to be you got to be excited. So really, really excited for that. Richard, did you see it? Yeah. It's uh, breathtaking with hardly any dialogue and and yeah, you know I I've been burned by being by great trailers before cough cough man of steel cough cough but um this one looks pretty I don't know how they're gonna you know kind of mess this one up I, it looks it looks breathtaking and terrifying and yeah cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> very very cold a lot of cold movies this year we get Everest we get the Hateful Eight and we get the Revenant it's gonna be a lot of f- a lot of frozen limbs, I feel like, we're going to have to witness <laughs> on, uh, on screen. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Uh, I think that's it for movie news. Unless there's anything else that pops out before we move on. I can't think of anything. It's been a slow week for that sort of thing. It has. The only news really that's come out has to do with pixels, so... Let's get right into it, fellas. Let's get general thoughts first. Let's keep it generic. What do we think of this, Brian? <laughs> I think I saw it first. I thought I saw it well before you guys. I might yeah. have been the first person. I think on the you were. Yeah, I think it. you saw it like 
the evening of the Thursday. So yeah, I did. I just, did. You're Which just is itching always, to get to this one. It's always a funny experience. Well, funny might not be the right word, but when you, you, uh, you know, time constraints and I, I'm looking ahead at the weekend and thinking I've got all this stuff going on. I, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to get to two movies this weekend. So I better try to knock one of these out early on. And, and so I picked pixels and, and I headed over and I got two, two suckers to go with me, two friends of mine. I think I was hoping you had just like lollipops. Like that yeah, was your thing. I did. I always, you know, those big suckers you used to get <laughs> yeah. in school for like 50 cents or something. Yeah. I always take two of them, uh, into the theater with me. Uh, I got two friends to go with me and I think one was, was de- my friend Tobin, who's now mad at me. Cause I don't ever talk about him on the podcast, even though he has great movie thoughts. Uh, he, I think he was in my camp of this is going to be such a train wreck, but I, I just want to see what's going on with it. I think our other friend, Matt, was politely interested in the movie but wouldn't say so because we started trashing it as soon as we sat down, you know. Uh, but it's always weird to go to a movie under that circumstance where I know this is going to be a terrible film and I'm not looking forward to it at all, but I'm surrounded by a group of people who are all really stoked for the new Adam Sandler movie, dude. And I never really know how to act in that situation because what I really want to do is go down to the front and talk about how there are better movies showing elsewhere in the theater. and Maybe they should go check those out instead, like Paper Towns, you know, um, but <laughs> it is. But, your, but you forgot your megaphone. Yeah, I did. Yeah, dude, I have a coach voice. I, I can be heard. It's, it's fun. <laughs> uh, so, you, but in, you know, you just kind of have to sit there and like. So, it, what it ends up being is is half watching a movie and half people watching and or listening. You know, and I gotta say, I don't think my my audience was nearly as impressed with Pixels as they thought they were going to be when the movie started, uh, and I certainly wasn't. I thought this was a uh, if this didn't come out in the same year in which I had seen Jupiter Ascending, I think I would be saying this is the worst movie I've ever seen for this podcast. But uh, thanks to Jupiter Ascending, I don't think it can quite grab the uh, that title. Mm, but unfortunate, dude, it's up there. I mean, this is a this is a brutal film, and it it made me sad <laughs> because I loved Adam Sandler as a kid, and I know those movies aren't good, but they were they were entertaining and they were fun in a really stupid way and i know that i'm not 13 anymore and and thus i don't you know i don't find that kind of humor funny but it's still there's something really sad about we're 20 years out from billy madison and we're still doing the same bit and i just feel like you can see that sandler is depressed that he's having to do this stuff but he's making cash, so how do you how do you say no? I guess, but man, it just every Adam Sandler movie that I've seen in the last, at least since Funny People, has just I've just come away just feeling sad, and uh, so that's that's where I'm at with this one. It's like this Roddy, is, Roddy looking at Sean Marion's hand. <laughs> yes, yes, it just it just makes me sad, and I haven't seen every Sandler movie from the last decade. But I've seen a bunch of them, and this – I mean I haven't seen The Cobbler. I haven't seen Grown Ups too. but this is worse than – this is worse than Grown Ups. It's worse than Just Go With It. It's worse than Bedtime Stories or The Zohan or even – I mean Chuck and Larry, which is just so bad on Eight every – Eight Crazy I mean, Nights. 
better than <laughs> I, I I don't mind eight crazy nights. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't look good to thirty two year old Brian, but however old I was at that point, um I don't remember what year that came out in two thousand two, so I was like, what is that, nineteen? Yeah, I didn't hate that. Anyway, I it the the point is it takes a lot to be the worst of the Sandler movies and I I'm going to have a hard time accepting any other movie as as worse than this honestly like this is a this is just a totally terrible film all around <laughs> Richard Yeah so I'm uh I'm fresh out of this bad boy saw it this afternoon um who wants to play everyone's favorite game show <laughs> How long did Richard, Richard last Here's your host, Richard. Oh, hey guys. Um, so, 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 Richard, how Uh, long did you make it? Well, we've got to play the game first. Okay, Kent, how long do you think Richard made it? I'm gonna go twenty-seven minutes, Bob. Mm. Good guess. Brian? I started to say 22, but I, I am always surprised at how far you make it into these films before you before you leave. Like, I feel like I always guess low. You said 20, what do you say, 27, 27. minutes? I'm going to go over. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 36 minutes. Mm. Our winner is? Kent Garrison, uh, Richard, uh, 26 minutes. Oh, wow. man. So close. You're almost dead on, Kento. I, I just – I basically memorized this movie, and at 26, it just gets <laughs> – it gets unbearable. I mean, My thoughts. Um, the first 22 minutes, pretty solid. But after that, <laughs> yeah, it, takes it turn. really takes a turn. Kevin James is the president? Ugh. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, Sandler is uh, – I, I, too, have that fondness for him. I rented Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and Big Daddy and to a lesser extent, the water boy hundreds of times uh, during my prime renting ages. And, and I do think he's a talented uh, performer, you know, like Jerry Lewis is a talented performer, you know, if used correctly, but uh, there's something sad about it now. Part of it is us growing up and just that t- and, and humor growing up, right? I mean, you see sure. this all the time with with comedians. They they have their run. They're kind of like boxers. I mean, when's the last funny movie that? Who are the three titans of comedy from the '90s? We have to still realize that we're old now because I mean, the three titans of '90s comedy in terms of film are J- Jim Carrey, Sandler, and Mike Myers. Yeah, and those three have not made a good comedy in probably combined thirty years. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So part of it's that. Uh, but then you look at somebody like, you know, you look at someone like Ben Stiller or you look at someone, you know, who, there's other people that have chosen to evolve their careers. It's not like they've necessarily all gone into drama, but they've sure. they've figured out ways to generate different types of material. Yeah. And variety is everything. Right. And Sandler has attempted that a few times. I think he's he kind of got screwed with men, women and children. Right. Because that just ended up being terrible. But like Brian said, that's a risk you have to take. Yeah. And then he, you know, I think got kind of overlooked with with something like Punch Drunk Glove, which I think is an incredible piece of acting, and Rain Over Me, which is great uh, acting in Spanglish. 
And then he kind of decided it's weird, you know, since funny people that it kind of does this weird, it, it comes off as parody when you watch funny people, but then it's like almost foreshadowing, you know, this weird career that his character in that has. And, uh, these kind of just such these cash in movies that are so obvious and bad. So I cooked up a little bit of a recipe, Kent, and I think you're going to like this. I ran this by Brian earlier in the week. Okay. So I have an idea to rejuvenate two careers with one stroke. Really? Yeah. So I think you can draw a lot of uh, parallels in terms of timeline of greatness between Adam Sandler Mm -hmm. and Tiger Woods. (laughs) You make right? Happy Gilmore too. With you Tiger make Happy Woods. Gilmore good too. Tiger Woods is Chubb's son. Oh wow! It's I'm a not strong, even. It's I'm not even kidding. That's the best idea. That if if Sandler announced that tomorrow, I would think that's the best idea he's had in his career. <laughs> I'll be here all there night. No, there's no way that could suck. That yeah. that that would be worse than anything he's done in in the past ten years. Yeah. You know, the scene in the early in the first act with Tiger. And or Chubbs Jr. and Happy in a Perkins pancakes talking. Yes, <laughs> I think it's going to be the Oscar scene. No, but I think wouldn't that rejuvenate? But Tiger makes some jokes at his own expense. He plays Chubbs' son. Oh man, maybe Chubbs got with an Asian lady at some point, and we're set. Yeah, two hundred million. You want to start working on the screenplay tomorrow? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Just just email it to Adam. Be like, here you go, man. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Tiger, you're also your Netflix welcome. movies, if nothing else. Because Tiger needs to become approachable again. Zoolander Two is coming out. I will yeah. say. I mean, now's the time if if there's any to to make that. That's the one movie that I would actually see a sequel and not be really like. I would never see Billy Madison Two. No, I agree. I would never something see Happy Old Happy on the yeah. PGA Tour. Yes, there's yeah. something funny you could do with that. I feel like. I agree. Mister Deeds, one that we don't mention a lot. Uh, yeah. Anger management. Don't, don't ever I remember being that. so convinced anger management was going to be a earth shatteringly great comedy. Same. Yeah. Same here. And then it was just like in the theater being like, Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Yeah. The longest yard. Don't talk about that one much. Uh, oh. Also click where he has the remote control that can rewind that he gets face in, the, time? in the beyond section. Yeah. Yeah, at the bath and bed bath. I remember American Treasure, Christopher Walken. This is like ghost of uh, previously owned DVDs bought at Blockbuster Past. Like all (laughs) of these movies have been on my shelf at one point or another for like three dollars, you know. And then at some point you're like, oh my, why do I own these? These are so bad. Uh, Yeah, it is weird that you had your longest yard DVD framed. I well, look, I autographed them myself, so it was special. Yes, obviously. The star of the show, in my mind. It's sad. It's it's sad, and it's starting to look like there may not be a way out, because even when he's... You know, we used to say a couple years ago, just do a nice little drama and kind of get your feet wet in there again and, and make people respect you. And he tried to do that with The Cobbler and, and yeah. Men, Women, and Children. And one could argue those were even bigger failures than his comedy, because at least this what, made 20 million. What on earth? What gene in his psyche exists that would make him think the cobbler would work as it conceptually you know uh script Dude, wise I don't even know what the cobbler is about seriously i have it's no- a daniel day lewis biopic <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's basically the uh live life in somebody else's shoes the movie 
Does that not sound cliche enough? Do you get it? So he is a literal, yeah, he's a literal cobbler and people bring them their shoes and he like wears their shoes and becomes that person. So he, yeah. uh, (laughs) Block out two hours, Brian. It's on Netflix. (laughs) So whatever came of this thing, this contract he has with Netflix, he's still doing it. The the first, the first one comes out uh, the first month or two of next year. It's called, the ridiculous six. Okay, so that's a straight to Netflix. Okay, and and that's the one that had a lot of controversy. The Native American actors walking off set because right. they're a treated like crap, and b the people that they were portraying was just the most racist stereotype you could, you could think of. There's and, also a lot of rumors going around that his casting calls for women are a little yes yeah, questionable. I've heard that that as well. So not a lot of good publicity for his first Netflix affair. And he has signed a multi-picture deal with Netflix. I think a five-picture deal with Netflix, developmental deal. Or I don't know if he's going to be in all of them. I think the understanding was that he was going to star in every one of the movies, too. How many hours are in his day? Because he cranks out movies. I'll give him that. He's Dude, man, what I will say and what I've heard, uh, I've listened to a couple interviews in the past few months uh, with a Chris rock and B David Spade. And when they talk about Sandler, they, they, you know, everyone loves Sandler. Yeah. I think he's very well liked in Hollywood, you know, in comedy and everyone just wants him to succeed. I feel like, I don't feel like, and there's any, anyone that trashes Sandler. It's, it's not because they wish bad for him. It's just like, man, swing and a miss Adam. Yeah. Try again, you know? And, right. uh, and they, they, I think the world is a better place when Adam Sandler is, is funny. I just do. Yeah. And and he's he's seriously one of the few people we have left from the 90s that still has hope for like, I don't think Mike Myers will ever do no. anything again. I think no. I think Dumb and Dumber 2 confirmed Carrie is done as well. Yeah. Uh, com- comedically. I think Jim Carrey could do some cool little indie projects and be right. relevant, but The thing that that does give you hope for Sandler is just what you said there can't one he he is well respected as as a as a nice guy, as a good person. He's very loyal, probably not probably definitely to a fault. Um to keep cramming his friends into these movies when they desperately need to not uh he needs better people working with them. Um but he also a a lot of his movies have been pretty if not huge hits have been profitable enough that that no studio is losing money and he makes he makes all of the money off of these because he is yeah. producing and putting all of them into work and so he hasn't cost a studio 300 million dollars yet you know on one of these major flops and and he does come across as somebody who is likable and people root and for And I think it. he's smart like I think he understands the movie business pretty well I mean he runs yeah. a production company and Absolutely. I think he's someone that can go in and pitch very effectively. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, and maybe we've passed this point, but maybe maybe we're in this we, we've already made this decision, but at some point he's either got to he's either gotta decide I don't care about being respected as an actor or or any of that stuff. I just want to crank out twenty more terrible movies that make a decent amount of money and 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 then be done or, or I've got to stop doing these movies and focus on having a legitimate career. And I, like I, I've said before, I think he tried to do that in the mid two thousand, in the early two thousands. And he's very, very good in some of these movies and people didn't take him seriously. So maybe he can't do that. 
what he needs to do is get hooked up with like Pixar or Disney and do voice work uh, because I think he'd be he'd be very good at that. He's doing that with Hotel Transylvania. Yes, yes, but that's you know I didn't. Again, st- they were booked up, by the way. <laughs> at that point, I think it is. I, I think that comes down to you're choosing money over being involved in a good project because Hotel Transylvania is fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's not Pixar. It's not Disney. It's not. You're right. DreamWorks. It's not Sony. You know what I mean? Like it's none of it's none of these. It is Sony. Is it Sony? Okay. Yeah. It's not How to Train Your Dragon. For- you know what I mean? Like it's none of these movies that actually that actually matter. I I think, and maybe it's just this is what I want to believe because I because I do love Sandler deep down, even though he hasn't done anything worthwhile in so long. I think that he is capable of something far, far, far beyond anything we've seen over the last 10 years. And I just, I don't know if it's, if we've passed the point where he, he already made the decision to just say, I'm just going to cash out for the next 15 or 20 years and then be done. Or if, if every flop brings him one step closer to that, that decision to, to either, you know, get, I mean, to, to get serious about acting or to just keep cashing out. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. I don't, think you guys neither none of us are going to know but i i hope that every time one of these movies comes out i hope it flops so hard that it makes him say well i don't really have the choice to just cash anymore i really need to go do something that actually matters yeah i've seen several articles over the past few days since the release of pixels a lot of wording like nail in the coffin yeah uh this could be the end for adam sandler and i think his his main issue and what hurts him the most is his reputation has been so positive Mm -hmm. that any, any pitch he comes up with any project he's, uh, he's attached to people are automatically have in the industry, mind you have, they have positive feelings toward that. Like you go to the the Sony, the executive and you say, Hey guys, we got this comedy with Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler. They're like, Oh, that sounds awesome. Right. Do it. You know, that's, that's all you have to say to these people. My and, favorite movie right now? Oh, gosh. Probably. <laughs> no, probably definitely blended. blended. I'm talking, I was referring to Just Go With It, but. Oh, those, you're right. I confuse those all the time. But Just yeah, Go With It was her similar. favorite before blended, so. I, I'm just saying, you, you go to Sony, like, yeah. like happened. Hey, Adam Sandler, and they're fighting video games from the 80s. Yeah. And it's a big sci-fi epic. Oh, do it. You know, it's like, I, they, like that's. That's yeah. That that was my main issue with Pixels, and what offended me so much about it is that all this movie was was a concept. Like yeah. that's it. It's like that, hey, and- hey, uh, video games are alive now. Then that, that's it, and like basically right. just sit us watch us like jack around the entire for eighty minutes. You know, yeah. like, there's, and it's there's like, no effort it's not- put into making it anything fun or interesting or yeah. funny. I mean, it's not none none of it works. Even the concept. What what you would think, uh, you know, if you have the right people involved, like this concept could have been fun. I mean, it's take like something like Wreck It Ralph, you know. Oh, ex- yeah. video games exist in the real world. Okay, well, you know, it's it's from the opposite perspective, but it's sort of a similar deal. It's funny that they made this just extremely uninteresting, uninter- and it just yeah. made the made the concept look stupid. You're like, I, I was walking out of the theater, like, I can't believe anyone would even think that that was a good concept, like, after the fact, you know? Like, you go into it like, yeah, this could be fun, like, positive vibes, you know? 
and you yeah. leave like I can't believe I even thought that that yeah. could have been good. You know, <laughs> the, the issue is that when they do pitch, hey, it's Adam Sandler fighting, um, you know, evil video game robots from or aliens from, you know, the out, the deep realms of outer space. It's this big sci-fi epic. It's not just that because it's also Adam Sandler and three of his roommates from NYU and Kevin James and. You know what I mean? It's like this weird package deal that he demands, and I, it all it does is hurt him. I don't know why. Yep. He does that. You know, and and sometimes it can work. I mean, like I I think his loyalty to Spade and Rock and guys like that isn't as bad because guess what? Those guys got famous without him. And if he yeah. wants to hang out and do movies with him, I'm not a grown ups fan. I know kids like him. Okay, they're fine. Like you know, David Spade may not be good movies, but David Spade has started movies without Adam Sandler and. And Chris Rock is, you know, the best stand-up of his generation. And so right. those guys have at least some presence, and that's fine. But, you know, Kevin James and, you know, a lot of these other Sandler cronies, it's like, these guys should not be in movies ever. And when they were, it was Bucky <laughs> Larson. Mm-hmm. And yep. Paul why Bart. are we having the, why are we getting these guys inflicted upon us? Yeah, Like, there's yep. a great Adam, uh, Adam Carolla joke that he says if he, if he had a time machine, he would travel back to NYU in 1987 and just loan Adam Sandler 20 bucks. He'd be like, I'd have a job for the rest of my life. Yeah, totally, totally. It's very He's very similar to a guy like Antoine Walker, who, if you don't know, is an NBA uh, scourge upon the NBA for a long time, but made a ton of money in his career and went bankrupt like two years after he got out. And you find out it's because he's he's incredibly loyal and like – would be would be buying all of his friends anything that they could possibly ask for. Uh, obviously, Sandler is is better with this money than Antoine Walker, but it's the same. It's the same concept. It's, yeah, he kills his career by yeah. It's by it's helping loyalty his to a fault. Yeah, yeah. and and that, yeah, you're totally right. Like <sighs> these guys are bad. They're not good. They're just straight up. These are not good actors. And if Kevin James wants to do freaking Paul Blart movies and all that kind of thing, then fine, go do that. But he doesn't need, he's not in the same stratosphere on a comedic talent standpoint as Sandler and Spade and rock and all of these, these guys that, you know, as Farley and that's all he is. He's like this. Yes, weird he's the Farley Far- fill in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, it would have been Farley. You know, what's and funny Farley though? It was funny. Yeah. The, uh, the Sony wanted, Tom Cruise for that role of the president. Can you imagine they they <laughs> wanted it to guys. be they wanted it to be something like Tropic Thunder or like yeah. you you know don't really know it's Tom Cruise but you do type of thing like he's not the first top billed actor. Nice original they, move there. They they want yeah they wanted yeah. it to be Tom Cruise as the as the Kevin James character and they wanted it to be Cameron Diaz in the Michelle Monaghan character or, and or uh, Jennifer Aniston in that role. And so they they got Michelle Monaghan guys. So how far down that same list? Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How far like, down that list did they go? Everyone had to have said no to this. I just like picturing a giant legal pad and just cro- like a montage of music, and then them <laughs> yeah. just crossing actresses' names out. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan though. She's peaking. Uh, <laughs> MI three comes out next week, right? Oh no, it's MI five. Oh okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so where? Where did it all go wrong, Brian? <laughs> She's peeking. Dude, I think you hit it right on the na- on the head. I always mess up that cliche. Every single time I say it, I say it wrong. Uh, I thought you got, I think you got it right, Kent. It's it's a concept. And that's I think that's why this one is the most frustrating is because for the first time in a long time you can see where this 
possibly somewhere if cat if there was a different cast if different people were in charge if somebody who actually can write a freaking script was in charge this might have been an interesting movie and might have been fun and might have been at least decent you know this is this has a good concept and i don't think a, a sandler movie has had a good concept in forever and 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 they have a real director for the first time in in yeah, i don't know let's talk about that well, let's talk about that in a second but but at the very least chris columbus is not dennis dugan who is who is sandler's usual crony that comes in and directs his terrible movies so it it should be this should be a b minus movie don't you think like this should be yeah. something that you can say, look, it wasn't great. It should be minions. You know, it should be like it was fine. I, I didn't hate myself. I took my kid to see it. It was it was Uh-oh. what it was. Ken's and instead just went up on his neck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I know. You Sorry, saw minions. So uh, you can speak to, to that. I, I cannot twice. take that twice. Uh, oh, God. I take Brian. my kid back to see it later that week. Br- it, Brian, they're fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with those movies. They're fine. I don't like them, but they're your fine. kids. Your kind of kids going to grow up be like, like why? Why is he talking like this? I don't. He just Ken, really like last time. Ken, that's yeah. the last time you do that offensive Asian impression. He just okay. really liked Minions when he was when he was younger. Oh, um, I, I think this should have been the movie that you 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 look at Sandler's IMDb and you have this like lone bright spot, or maybe even like a turning point where. Oh, suddenly he started actually caring about what he was doing and made some decent movies. And instead, it's terrible. And 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 because of because of the fact that there actually could have been something there, it just makes it that much worse. It's it's the fact that they're not selling great stories. All they are selling is a concept. And I don't think anyone cared if this was good. Yeah, they don't care. Like, yeah. Sandler's like, oh, what? What is it? And, you know, he didn't write this script, so it wasn't like. I mean, he, his guys wrote it, so. But it wasn't like Sandler was in there, right? You know, chomping at the bit to make this. Have funny you ever heard about their like process? I've heard that they have a sick setup, though. Like, yeah, it's like super corporate too. Like they're in there every day. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a and real. Some of that makes me think, like, yeah, I mean, and they turn them out. They just turn them out, turn them out, and that's the other thing I was going to say, like. Our prescription for Sandler a couple of years ago was to do some more drama, and obviously that didn't work out. And we'll take the blame for that as his representation. But now I think the the only prescription I would write him is like take four years off so the next yeah. one matters. I mean yeah. that can't happen now because this Netflix deal. But right. that might be the that may be why these are so sloppy and bad. It's just yeah. that he's churning them and working so hard on crap. You know what? I don't think, right. yeah, I don't think the Netflix deal is a thing where, Oh man, now I'm booked for five years. I think it's, it's like he has 40 ideas in a folder already. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's going to just right. take five out of that and, and throw yeah. some movies at him. I, I think you're right though, Richard, you know, like Michael Schur said about parks and recreation that in an ideal world, you could make six or 10 episodes. I can't remember exactly, but you can make six episodes and then throw them away. And the first one that the audience would see would be the seventh episode. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's, I think you're onto something there. If you could stop trying to crank out four movies a year and just try to make one that isn't terrible, then you, you're, you're, I think you're right. You might be able to come up with something. This movie's a really weird um, contradiction. Because, you know, the studio mindset going in is like, oh, well, 80s video games, you know, oh, man, everyone that has kids now uh, played these video games. So they're going to want to take their kids to see it. Well, 
but their kids don't give a crap about dad's video games. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so you, you then say, okay, well, let's just aim the, the humor and everything at adults, you know, just appeal to your dad, you know, and maybe right. it's some fun for kids, but the jokes are meant for five-year-olds. Right. So there's this yeah. weird contradiction where the, yeah, the kids are laughing and it just cheapens, like it makes the adults think like, why did I even play Pac-Man now? This is yeah. just kind of really <laughs> yeah. soured me on the whole idea I of want, everything. I want my nickels back. But there are, <laughs> I mean, I was in a screening and I mean, this screening was pretty, Brian, you said yours was, uh, it did not work in your screening at yeah, all. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was only half full. It was, you know, pretty much it was like 9 30 on a thursday night or something <laughs> i'm i am just fascinated by this it's, I know. And it's the saddest thing i've done in a, in a while but but yeah it didn't it didn't and you went to well. a five-year-old's birthday party today dude i've had a killer weekend bro <laughs> my screening though had it was pretty packed uh, not patent on me not sold out or anything but it was a decent saturday afternoon showing and a lot of younger kids there. A lot of parents with yeah, their younger kids. Little kids still love Sandler. That is one thing you have to give him. I, I don't know if like, it's whether kids like Sandler or if their parents still have hope for Sandler. So <laughs> and they know it's PG-13, so it can't be that bad. Uh, but so jokes-wise, the, the jokes that worked, I mean, worked with the small children. I mean, it was yeah. just like giggling, like as if a minion showed his butt on screen <laughs> types of, of laughs from these little kids. Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like I'm in an Adam Sandler movie, and like the only thing this is working on is sub five year olds. I mean, I'm not even playing that. I didn't even like crack a smile at any joke in this. It's just that that unfunny to me. Um, and they, I mean, they could have made it like a more of a sci fi movie and not a straight comedy. You know, like yeah, a sci fi like movie that that has comedic elements. Yeah, but they go for straight comedy here, and it just doesn't work. For example, a joke that I wrote down because it was so great says, are you good at space invaders? Because mm. you just invaded my space. Terrible. That is just A plus. Where <laughs> I do I sign the check? That's E. Cummins, isn't it? E. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. a, uh, it's, a, it's a line out of the new Harper Lee novel, I think. Oh, okay. Is. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's, um... That's where I thought I'd heard it. I knew it was Pope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're looking for logic in all the yeah, it's it, It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's. You have to try to like. No, yeah, you're right. You have to watch it. You have to give it the benefit of the doubt. But it's bad. It's a really sloppy, sloppy, sloppy movie. Man, judging and, and by it's the funny because they make they make it. jokes about the fact that kids don't give a crap about '80s video games, like with the little kid character, yeah, saying, "Oh, is it Master Chief and Call of Duty?" And then Sandler's like, Psh, "Yeah, right. It's Pac-Man and Donkey Kong," and Every kid in the audience is just thinking at that point, man, I really wish this had Master yeah. Chief and Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cool. like, that would have been awesome. Uh, Only so, Fassbender came in his Assassin's Creed outfit and came through this whole thing right now. <laughs> right. Also, references to Olivia Newton John and Sheena Easton. So, timely yeah. comedy <laughs> there, guys. All right, Brian, cue up the song. <laughs> yeah, God. So many, so many like that too. We're just like, but no one, no one in this audience is going to catch these jokes. Like those jokes are too old for me. Everyone is terrible, and I was the oldest person in my showing by by far. Wow, everyone is terrible in this movie. Every performance yeah. is is terrible. Peter Dinklage is awful. Terrible. awful. He's the worst part. Honestly, He's, he might be the worst part. <laughs> Josh Gad, just stop. Just yeah, I know. 
just just yeah. stop and he must have been really unbelievable in Book of Mormon that we're still having. <laughs> I've heard he was. Yeah, if that me ever too. comes to screen, I hope he does it. Yeah, but it, man, yeah, it's he's terrible. Hopefully, sixteen hundred pin comes back, so he'll be. <laughs> well, the comedians just got canceled this week. Sorry, guys. The Billy, Crystal. Billy Crystal. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right though. Yeah. This, uh, but Billy Crystal is hosting the Oscars for the next five years. That was also announced. So. <laughs> on the heels of of it being, because I like to keep it current. Let's talk about uh, Chris Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What were you gonna say, Richard, that. about him? He, you know, I love uh, some of his movies. Some of my favorites of all time. I'm thinking now, as I get older, might have been the scripts. Yeah. John Hughes. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. as you get older, you know, when I was a kid, you see Chris 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 Columbus on the credits, and <laughs> you're, you're like, like <laughs> "Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I've been drinking." Chris is a up. pretty tough name to <laughs> yeah. to pronounce, no, no. so I'll give you I, the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I struggle with that. Always have those exotic names like Christopher and Columbus. Uh. That was funny. I was like racking my brain for a really bad, like Nina. <laughs> really Pinson. tough for his girlfriend Sarah. Just, just really yeah, tough. Schlafner. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm hungry. It's basically, John Travolta at the Oscars, yeah. just every day. Yeah, then I just hold her face for a couple of hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Brian, cue the song again. Continue. Um, but yeah, you, you see that on the on the screen, and I came to associate him with some of my favorite movies. But like when you watch his Harry Potter movies like there was a thing this week where he would like to direct another Harry Potter movie and it's like yours are I and granted they're the the subject matter is or the source material is the most childish but yeah his Harry Potters are so bad compared to all the other ones yeah yeah I had I don't think he's good I had fond feelings for Home Alone one and two and Mrs. Doubtfire in the day but that I haven't seen I haven't seen Harry Potter so I can't test that everything else is pretty crappy I love Adventures in Babysitting. I think that's for for the time. That's a really. Oh, good I haven't movie. seen that. Um, but but again, to Richard's point, that very well may be scripting. Well, it's bad. Is this the end, guys? Though I mean, are is this the end for Sandler and Co? I mean, uh, theatrically. I mean, this movie made twenty million dollars. Yeah, in the heat of the summer. And how much? Its budget was what, like one eighty-eight million. It'll make it. It'll break you. Yeah, it's funny it's because at fifty total because it, it got it got about the same overseas. So yeah. it'll make mo- I mean it'll make money when it's all said and done. Not not enough, but but Jack and Jill didn't stop him. So this was there's some stuff that was in bad taste. I I heard that they cut out a scene where the pixels annihilate the Great Wall of China. And the uh, studio people were like, uh, if you want this money to make any if, – if you want this thing to make any money at all in China, you'll take that out of this movie. And there was also a scene where the pixelated monsters attack Pearl Harbor. So that would have been oh, no. just awesome and oh, would have gone wow. over very well. Oh, my Great call there. Yeah. Jeez. Basically, a- they recreate 9-11 with uh, <laughs> Space Invaders. It's real funny. It's just so funny. Jeez, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, how does that even make it through a draft of the script? Yeah. It didn't. It was like in the first draft that they submitted, and and everyone's just like, no, just just not, just not at all. Stop. Just just go yeah. home. Exactly. Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. 
Well, I think one of this Pearl movies, Harbor. Oh. Yeah, I think one of the <laughs> biggest issues is that it's that it's PG thirteen. Like because just what you said can't. Yeah, I mean, this could have gone geared towards six year olds. You could have made and, this uh, like this is the end. You know, like a, a fun or, kind of or, nostalgic. Or uh, it could be PG one or the other. It, yeah. it, yes, I totally agree. You can either go, you can go harder and try to make it a raunch com and and make it funny that way, or it, you could pretty much take this exact movie, this exact script. Cut two S bombs and Josh Gad humping the floor, and <laughs> probably get a PG rating. And and you, I don't know how much higher the take would be, but I think, like I, I was talking to a couple of friends tonight who have a third grader, and they were asking about taking him to see it, and I just said I I wouldn't because that's right in the prime age where he is going to come home and repeat the things that he has heard and seen, you know. And mm-hmm. so, like I could take my son to see this because he doesn't catch any of those words or any of that stuff but he would be bored out of his mind because he's two uh and he only cares about minions and stuff but but i i would i don't think i would be cautious if i had a child who was in the really in the demographic for what this movie's shooting for which is like six to nine year olds and i'd be i'd be hard pressed to recommend that to to a parent because i can guarantee your kid's coming home saying and or doing some things that you probably don't want your seven-year-old saying or doing. I think that was a huge misstep on their part. I mean, I saw a funny um, suggestion on Twitter. I think somebody might have tweeted it or, or something at us and said, imagine this movie with in the Cornetto trilogy with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, yeah. and with yeah, Edgar Wright at the great. helm. It's a great idea. That's exactly yeah. what this should have been. Go ahead and make that, Edgar Wright. No one will care. It's fine. I mean that's what's disappointing because in theory, I mean yeah. it's just it's just a missed opportunity. It, it's it's sad that this that they thought this would work uh, with the people that were involved, and the whole setup is just terrible. The whole crying in the closet with the mom, and then the Ugh. fixing the kids, installing the kids. What what would make you think if you're if if you're actually installing somebody's stereo? Oh, the uh, person who lives here is crying maniacally in the closet. I should probably leave. Not, I'm coming in now. It's yeah. like, why is it she's like, you're installing my cable. Get the hell out of here. You know, it's like, it was, better it, question. Why is she drinking out of a sippy cup when her kid is 14 years and old? I know. It's, I don't under, <laughs> it was just such it's a car cringe. seat law. That's, that was, the, <laughs> wow. That you was have to the, now. You have to be a car seat till you're 16 and then sippy cup until you're 15 and a half. Then you get a permit. All right. It's good to know. Yeah. Because I literally today, I'm not, this is not a joke. With my two and a half year old, I got a cup out of the cabinet and thought, you might be too old for <laughs> sippy cups, dude. I'm going to have to bump you up to the next level. And Hey, Brian, this one goes out to you. Oh, it didn't cue up right. It was, I think you might like it by Olivia Newton John. The best song ever. And John Travolta. A little dance for you. Thinking about like it. You don't know what we're talking about. Just Google it and cry. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a music video with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Recently, recently, <laughs> recently yeah, <laughs> it is fantastic. It's we have a, a very, listener who's a an old friend of mine who is a big Travolta fan, and I Travolta has been my nemesis since like first grade, and uh, 
anytime he on Twitter, because you got that, you you had to give him a massage once, right? Is that why? <laughs> Reversed. Reverse that. No. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I anytime on Twitter, anytime he brings up Travolta in any sort of positive light, I just send him a gif of the dance or a gif or whatever it's called, and uh, I've tweeted it at him like fifty times. I can't. I can't stop. It's it's my favorite thing ever, including my son. What, we, what anything else we have on this? Let's uh, let's give grades, boys. <laughs> I think you know <laughs> what I'm gonna throw out here: the good old trademarked <laughs> patent pending Kent Garrison F minus 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 Richard. Uh, Kent, I'm gonna send you a licensing fee and get that <laughs> trademark for to borrow it from my grade. Uh, the old Kent Garrison F minus. Minus, minus. Brian? I also would like to send you a licensing <laughs> fee and give it the old Kent Garrison F minus, minus, minus. Wow. wow. Now First let's time talk in history. Where, for, for a moment, let's talk for you guys, pantheon of awful films that we've seen for this podcast. <laughs> where, do you, where do you put this? Like, it's now you see up. me draft a Lone Ranger, uh, mm. Jupiter Ascending, Chappie. Okay. Carrie. Carrie. Spectacular now. Oh, um, I think. Spectacular. <laughs> no. Uh, the cup would have been the best actor in this movie, guys. Oh, definitely. Just, it better been better Peter up. Dinklage, or they could have put Peter Dinklage inside the cup. Um, I would go. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I think for me, honestly, and we taught we this one doesn't get brought up as much. But it, I think it was the worst of, of everything we saw to me. Like the most angry I was leaving the theater. It's probably Lone Ranger. Yeah. I I hate the I Lone think Ranger. I'm with you. I think that I think the three worst movies that I have seen for the podcast are Jupiter Ascending, Lone Ranger, Lone Ranger and Pixels. I think I think that's the and I don't know, probably draft day <laughs> wow. completes the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Ken, what about worst you? Mount Rushmore, yeah. Man, now Ter- you- feel free to attack <laughs> yeah. that Mount, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of hell. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's now you see me, Chappie, uh, yeah. Carrie, and Jupiter Ascending. Those are all worse than Pixels right. to me. How would Ninja ra- rank in the performances? <laughs> of I was going to ask worst worst scene of the year. Is it the Adam Sandler uh, in the closet drinking wine with Michelle Monaghan, or Ninja sh- teaching Chappie how to shoot like a gangsta? It's, it's Ninja. That's by yeah, far. It's, it's offensive on literally every aesthetic standard. But but I would say worse than and both of those ethical. is any scene that Kevin James appears in as the president of the United States of America. That, yeah, that hurts us. That makes us. It they modeled it after Chris Christie because they're both fat. So, oh, well, you get it though. They really did do that. It's pretty meta. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Jane Krakowski too. I love her. She needs to stop. Yeah. Why did you Why did you try to do this? <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Let's move on and let's hit a recommend. Weekly recommends. I'm gonna recommend something actually pretty timely and relevant to today's episode. I'm going to recommend a documentary, The King of Kong. 100,000 times better than Pixels. (laughs) Sort of the same deal. It's about two guys who play Donkey Kong against each other. Great documentary. And uh, it's basically the battle for the world record of Donkey Kong. Very well done. Very influential documentary. Go see it or rent it or download it or whatever. The King of Kong. 
That's all I have to say. I believe we've talked about it on the podcast before, but even if you don't like video games, really interesting, cool documentary, and I think you'll enjoy it. Y'all have seen yeah. it, right? Great documentary. I have. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorites. Every time I've, I've, I've seriously probably watched it four times or something. It's yeah. just great. It's really, really good. I show that one to Sarah. I think she would like it. Yeah. Brian, what's your recommend? I'm going to recommend an album uh, called Coming Home by Leon Bridges. Uh, it came out a few weeks ago, so maybe you've already picked it up, but uh, I've been listening to it pretty heavily the last couple weeks, and Fort it Worth is fantastic. Zone. Yeah, Fort Worth Zone, Leon Bridges. If you haven't heard him, it's like old school R&B. Like he sounds like straight out of the 50s, really. Yeah, it's, it's like Sam it Cooke style. Sam Cooke. It is fantastic, and it is so – it's very smooth, and uh, man, I, 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 I've – it's one that I have had on repeat in my office, which I don't really do. I listen to a lot of podcasts and radio and stuff while I'm working. Uh, and I, the, I don't know, a couple of days last week, I think I listened to it, I don't know, six or seven times through. Just it, It's so smooth and so, so good and such a throwback. Uh, I, I'm really digging it a lot. So check that out. Coming Home by Leon Bridges. Cool. Richard. Yeah, uh, I've hardly ingested any media in the last week, but the one thing I have listened to, and it came out literally as I was boarding my flight to Montana, is the new Wilco album, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So it fits the kind of uh, theme of our uh, of our friendly little podcast here, and it's really good and fun and free. So uh, those are all yeah. um, fun adjectives. And uh, there's also a, uh, uh, a Rarities album called, I think, Alpha Tango Foxtrot of... Um, of Wilco rarities and live songs that came out a little earlier this year. That's also fabulous. That's on Spotify. If any of you have that, um, worth a list, it's like 45 songs. It's great. Sweet. Uh, so, uh, both of those, but I'll make the official recommend star Wars by Wilco. I did listen to will love you, baby. Yeah. I remember (laughs) texting you the link to that. Yeah. As you were getting on the plane, like, by the way, Richard, new Wilco for free. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank I, you for that. I watched them play Pitchfork Festival uh, live stream, and they played the whole album uh, front to back uh, at the beginning, and I mean, basically live debuted every song on it <laughs> on there, and then just did the hits so for the last ten songs. And Wilco's awesome. There's also a great documentary. I'm trying about to Wilco. Directed by Sam Jones, who brought us that new Basement Tapes documentary that I recommended earlier this year. Uh, yeah, I'm Trying to Break Your Heart, which uh, covers them making an album. Uh, Yankee Hotel, Foxtrot. Good stuff. I've recommended that, I believe, too. I think, yeah. yeah. Good documentary. Cool. Good job, guys. Fun week. We got through it. <laughs> we did it. We're here. We're done. We've survived. What do you guys say we talk later this week just a little quick episode about another movie would you guys be open to that how about let's record it right now richard mr deeds we're gonna do mr deeds a little behind the curtain yeah we uh we're actually gonna hop off here and uh record another episode for this week so if you want to hear our thoughts on train wreck the amy schumer judd apatow comedy then uh come back in a few days more app title for pixels I know. Yeah. I had to re- I had to resist that joke multiple times throughout this episode. <laughs> Couldn't quite frame it correctly, so I just stayed away. So yeah, this that episode uh, for Trainwreck will probably be posted uh, about a day or two after Pixels. So look forward to that. Go see Trainwreck in the next few days if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, see that. And next week we'll be discussing Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. I believe we have a guest on that episode, Sahil. 
our buddy, will yeah. be joining us to talk Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. So good times ahead. I will be out in California for the next month at Cowboys Training Camp. So if you live in the area of Oxnard, come say hello to me and hang out and we'll talk movies. And you can buy me a drink and it'll be good times. So until next time, fellas, until a few minutes from now, I'll see you at the cinema. Baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya the salad is They're calling again.